A Beautiful Fiction A Good Omens Podfic Written by The Starlit Rose and read by Literarian Chapter 12 An hour later found the trio crammed into the tiny, messy space that was Warlock's bedroom. He had laundry piled in the corner and an old Doctor Who poster hanging over his bed. Most of his furniture was second-hand and he worried Aziraphel would mention something about his lumpy Ikea mattress. He knew it wasn't much to look at, but it was his and hard-earned. Sorry about the mess, I didn't expect to have company in my bedroom. Adam was standing with his hands shoved firmly in his pockets, awkwardly looking around the room. He caught Warlock's gaze, then nodded towards the poster and smiled. I like Doctor Who too. I prefer the Ninth Doctor myself. Warlock nodded, a hesitant grin emerging. Never ever skip none. He was still uncertain about all of this, but he was quickly finding that he trusted Adam. He seemed to be genuine enough, and he felt safe to trust. Aziraphale trusted him, and that would have to be enough. He glanced over towards the angel and bit his lip. If this didn't work, whatever it was they were planning on doing, they might never find Crowley. He felt a sudden, hopeless urge to go back to his old life, one without angels or demons or antichrists, or at least none he knew about. As Aziraphale tutted over the state of his bed, tucking sheets and blankets into place, Warlock met Adam's eyes and said under his breath, so the angel wouldn't hear, Thank you for doing this. Adam shrugged. Well, best get to it, said Aziraphale to the two men standing nearby. Bedclothes in order, he was back to fidgeting with his waistcoat buttons. What do you need me to do? Warlock asked. Aziraphale pressed his lips together. Perhaps just stay here in case we need you. He turned to Adam. I found I have an easier time manifesting my power with my wings on this plane. It would perhaps be helpful for you as well. Sure, he replied. When we are situated. Aziraphale nodded before climbing onto the bed. Still sitting up with Adam facing him, sitting stiffly at his hip. The angel sighed as Feather suddenly appeared behind him. He rolled his shoulders and manoeuvred into a prone position. Bit cramped in here, he said as his left wing knocked over an old water glass sitting on the bedside table. It's all right, just a spill said Warlock as he scrambled for the towel hanging on the back of his door to mop it up with cheeks burning. 
He was curious how Aziraphale kept his massive wings hidden. When they weren't visible, where did they go? He went to pick up the fallen glass right when Adam unfurled his massive wingspan. The tips of his black feathers brushed against his face and caused Warlock to stumble backward in surprise. Adam turned briefly to raise an eyebrow at him and wink. Warlock mumbled an apology and moved to lean against the dresser folding his arms over his chest. So, just to make sure I've understood this, Adam is going to somehow boost your signal to find Nanny. Aziraphale nodded. We were bonded, you see, before he fell. We could sense if the other was in danger or needed help. He frowned, eyebrows creasing together but we could also sense one another's love, send flashes and sparks of what we felt for one another through the connection. If I was lost, he could find me. I wonder now if that's how he always knew where to find me, even after. I don't understand, though, Aziraphale. If you were once linked, why aren't you anymore? Why can't you feel him without Adam's help? Warlock asked, tugging at his shirt nervously. It's there. I believe a part of it has always been there, my dear. Though it's been weakened, I'm sure whatever it was that Gabriel did to close off the connection has something to do with it. Now that I remember it's there, I can feel it, but it's so very weak. How cruel, said Warlock. Aziraphale huffed. Warlock, heaven has always been a cruel place. Their rules are made to be followed, and if you don't... God was not the one who punished us this time, but the archangels who acted on their own will. Warlock made a sound of sympathy. Adam looked nonplussed, though, and asked, How do I begin the connection? Right. Did you know, Adam, that ethereal beings can communicate telepathically? He shook his head. Let me see your hands, dear. It's easier this way when you're learning. Once we have connected, think of the connection as a doorway into my mind. Step inside and I will be able to show you what to do. You can break the connection whenever you like, but try not to do it too quickly, otherwise it'll give us both a terrible headache, Aziraphale said. He took Adam's hands and placed them at the sides of his head. Remember, like a doorway. Got it, replied Adam as he closed his eyes and after several breaths observed... It's fuzzy, bright like static. Nearly there. Now imagine you are at a doorway. You can do it, Adam. Adam nodded. The next few moments were quiet, Warlock watching intently as Adam and Aziraphale worked to make contact. 
Adam, he could tell by the expressions flitting across his features, was having some difficulty. Oh, gasped Adam. Hello, that's weird. Do you feel that? asked Aziraphale. He nodded. Yeah, I think so. That's you. I follow that. Hmm, it will feel strange at first, but that's the connection I need to draw from your reserves. It won't be much, I just need a boost. Warlock bit his thumbnail. From the outside, it looked as if nothing was happening at all. Five minutes passed, then ten. Each second ticked by like an eternity before something began to happen. The hair on his arms stood on end as tendrils of light began to creep from their paws. It was eerie to watch. Adam held his fingertips against Aziraphale's temples, his eyes glowing a flaming red behind his eyelids. Warlock could feel some kind of energy rolling off him in waves. His mind was telling him to run, but the heat of his power was familiar, enticing. His back started to prickle and he broke into a sweat. Adam's midnight wings began to glow, each dark feather etched in a swirling of green and purple flames. Aziraphale too was bathed in golden, coruscating light. Warlock watched in awe as the light danced across the white canvas of his wings. As time passed, the glow around them intensified. Warlock was mesmerized, frozen in place as swirls of purple and green floated across Adam's dark wingspan, down his arms and onto Aziraphale's skin, where they shimmered, eddied and seeped into Aziraphale's own golden energy. Three hours had passed without so much as a word from either of the ethereal beings in his bedroom. His legs had long grown tired from standing and he was sweating like he'd been running the whole time, but he was too worried to leave. He'd grown comfortable with Aziraphale's energy, at least, realizing it reminded him a bit of his childhood. How often had they used their power around him, on him? Why was it such a familiar feeling? Warlock was pulled from his musings when Adam shook his head and ruffled his wings, then stood up to stretch out his sore limbs. Turning to look at Warlock with a tired grin, Adam said, He's in America, somewhere. Aziraphale was slowly coming too. He sat up and stretched. He was smiling, a truly joyous smile, one that reminded him so very much of Brother Francis. Minus the bad teeth. 
He used to always smile like that at Nanny. Warlock felt a pang of sadness wash over him. It wasn't fair how long they'd been separated. He thought of Crowley, alone in America of all places. He'd moved to South Carolina when he was eleven and had hated every moment of it. America's a big place. Any idea where? No, dear. Just a general area. We didn't get anything back from Crowley at all. I'd hoped, but it seems whatever is blocking our bond is still in place. Adam yawned. <sighs> Before we continue, I could murder some chips and anything with caffeine. Warlock glanced at the two, deciding they likely needed time to decompress. He offered to get dinner. You two rest. My legs are stiff. Help yourself to coffee or whatever is in the kitchen and I'll go pick up some food. I could use the walk. Thirty minutes later, Warlock was heading back from the chippy down the street from his flat. He was glad to have the chance to leave the flat for a bit and breathe. So much had happened since he'd walked into AZ Fell and Co. four days before. Today had been trying for them all, Aziraphale especially. He could tell the angel had grown weary. He did well at hiding it, except when he thought nobody was looking. He should be worried. He'd called in sick to work and skipped all of his classes since he'd found Aziraphale. But he had bills to pay and assignments due. He had effectively put his life on hold for them and he hoped it paid off. He supposed he could put in for a leave of absence at school, claim he was sick or had a family emergency. His boss already didn't seem to believe that he was still sick or maybe he didn't care. Either way, he'd likely need to find a new job. Maybe Aziraphale would hire him? He laughed at that. The angel had zero interest in selling his books. His mind turned towards Crowley, his long-lost nanny. Apparently, she ended up in America just like him. How close had she been? Warlock needed to find her nearly as badly as Aziraphale, but for a bleak moment he wondered if she would even care. She had meant the world to him. Regardless of what had happened to him since, Coraline Ashtoreth and Frances Fell had been there for him, made him the man he was today. He unlocked the door and made the track to the fourth floor. He should ask Adam or Aziraphale to fix the lift for him before they left. He balanced the food on his hip as he unlocked and pushed open his door. It's me, he said loudly, walking into the living room. They were both propped in their seats, discussing Crowley's location. 
he noticed they'd found one of his old maps and had been circling areas of interest, which, from where he was standing, looked to be most of the southern states. If that were the case, they'd been close by. Why hadn't he reached out to them when his father ran for the house? When everything had gone to hell with his parents' very public divorce? It was a bitter pill to swallow. Aziraphale gave a friendly wave and beckoned him to come and sit beside him before turning towards Adam. It's by the sea, I'm sure of that. I could smell the ocean. Perhaps Florida or Alabama? Adam pointed. I don't think it was that far south. Not Florida, then? No, and you're certain he didn't notice the bond at all? Aziraphale sighed. <sighs> I've told you, Adam, it was blocked. It felt dark. Didn't you notice? I don't think so. I couldn't really smell or feel anything other than you. Warlock cleared his throat. Um, uh, food, he said, holding up the bag. He glanced curiously at them again. You said you think he's in Florida? Aziraphale shook his head. Not Florida, but somewhere close along the coast. You know, my mom's from South Carolina. We used to visit the coast all the time once we moved back. Did you see or hear anything? The coastal regions are pretty distinct, so we could use that to our advantage. His eyes snapped up. Boats! Big boats! You could hear them! He looked at Adam. Did you notice them? Adam shook his head, watching as Warlock leaned over the map they'd been dissecting. Warlock plucked the marker from Adam's hand and removed the cap. There are a few ports along the coast. You said no to Florida. Aziraphale nodded. If you had a guess, where would you put him? That leaves Virginia, northern South Carolina and Georgia. Aziraphale bit his lip. I don't think he's in Virginia. It feels too far away from where we were sensing him. Rod. Warlock chewed on the end of the pen. Charleston was fairly important and has a large port, but Savannah does too. There are a few along the coast in North Carolina, Wilmington and Moorhead. Then Brunswick. I believe in Georgia, but the two largest are Charleston and Savannah. Did you see or hear anything else? Aziraphale closed his eyes. I heard seagulls and smelled... What did you smell? Sea air, salty, but like sulfur, murmured the angel. Probably Charleston or Savannah, then. Why would you choose to go there, Aziraphale? He shook his head. My dear, I don't know. Adam tapped thoughtfully against his temple. So, chances are, we go there and we find your missing demon? Aziraphale looked hopeful. I believe so, this is... 
he took a steadying breath. They were so close. Thank you, both of you. He met Warlock's eyes and smiled the first genuine smile he'd seen since they met again. Now, let's eat.